0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, my brothers and sisters, I didn't get the response, so we're going to do this again, okay, so I got to make sure I get that in there, otherwise it doesn't feel like Christmas for me, okay, all right. Today, of course, we come with great joy and and we're celebrating. We're celebrating something beautiful. We're celebrating the birth, the coming of Jesus. And, of course, we celebrate, you know, with lots of great, beautiful symbols, you know, Christmas trees and Christmas cookies and and pacha and and who ate pacha yesterday? Anybody eat pacha yesterday? I don't eat pacha. You may not like me now, but anyway. Um, But we celebrate And as we look at the nativity scene, it is a joyful, beautiful scene on the outside. On the outside, it's really beautiful. It's joyful. But on the inside, it's actually quite sad. If you look at this scene on the outside, yes, it looks joyful. But if you look at all of the details that that go into this, there's something deeper there. Let's break this down. There's so many little pieces to this simple little scene. The very first really sad, actually traumatic part of this story is that from the moment that this child is conceived, somebody is seeking to kill him. Mary and Joseph know this. They know that, that this child that they're giving birth to Somebody's trying to kill their child. That's traumatic. Mary and Joseph have been traveling. They've been traveling for almost probably over a month. Now, let's get it straight. There is no like Delta Comfort at this point. You know, they, they don't they don't have a, a, an airplane. Uh, they don't get to stay at the Ritz Carlton. There's no nice hotel that they're going to stay at. Mary's sitting on a donkey. Joseph's been walking. His feet are probably all bloody from walking miles and miles and miles. As they finally are trying to prepare a place for, for God, the creator of the whole entire cosmos. Do you know how many billions and billions of galaxies there are out there? And in each galaxy, there are billions and billions of planets. The same God who created all that there is. Look, look at the stars. Look it. You see, in the church, look at all the stars. The creator of all of this is trying to come into the world. And the very people that he's coming for are shutting the door on his face. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants God. Nobody wants Jesus. Mary and Joseph are feeling rejection. They're feeling abandonment. They're alone, they're scared, and they probably feel so sad that they have no place for the king of the world to enter. And then when they finally find a place, what do they find? People don't want Jesus. Animals. Animals. God chooses to be born with animals. Think of this, this cold, dark cave. Dark, smelly. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but you know, donkeys and horses, they look cute, but they don't smell too nice, right? I mean, this, it, it probably stank. This, my brothers and sisters, is where God decides to be born. So as beautiful as it is on the outside and the inside this scene is actually really traumatic. It's really sad. However, Mary and Joseph, in all of this trauma, and all of this sadness, they are able to keep their peace. They're able to have peace. How are they able to have peace in all of this? In all of this, how how can they have peace? Well, Mary and Joseph, their focus, their eyes are on God. Their eyes are on Jesus. That's why in the nativity scene, you see Mary and Joseph, they're adoring. Their eyes are on the baby. Their eyes are on the fact that God is with them. And the angel says that with Jesus' coming, there is going to be one thing. The angel says, glory to God in the highest, and then he says, on earth, what? On earth, peace. Can you imagine how much peace there was for Mary and Joseph when they know that this is God in their hands? This is God with them. God is here. He's no longer lost in the stars anywhere. He's literally here. You can touch him. You can hold him. Can you imagine the tiny baby Jesus' little fingers? I mean, have you ever had a baby wrap their fingers around your finger? I mean, how much joy there is in that little moment? Mary and Joseph would have had that little moment with God. How incredible. How much peace did they have? Now, this peace, it didn't come because everything just stopped. It didn't, it didn't come because all of the bad parts of this story disappeared. Actually, all of the bad parts of this story remain. But they know that even though all of this darkness and this sadness that is surrounding them, they know that Jesus, God, is with them. And they know that God, even though there is all this sadness that's there, God is there. God is even bigger And that's what they hold on to that's what they focus on that's what their that's what their whole entire hearts are set on and so they have peace how many of us today want peace anybody here want peace anybody looking for peace today some of us our hands And, and we don't even raise our hands because we don't even believe that peace is possible sometimes we look around and we see darkness and sadness and death and illness and war and we think to ourselves how can there be peace we look at our own lives and we think how can there be peace we think the only way that peace will be possible is when all of these bad things stop happening right when all, when my marriage gets better maybe i'll have peace when you know when my finances become better maybe i'll have peace you know when i finally get married I'll have peace. When my my children graduate, I'll have peace. When I finally build my dream house, when I get that Rolex that I've been killing myself for, I'll finally have peace. We think that all of these things have to change in order for us to have peace. But for Mary and Joseph, all of the bad things that were there, they didn't stop for them. It didn't stop for them. The shepherds, these, these, basically these nobodies in the world, they decide that as they hear that there is that there is this recipe for peace, that there's this this magic medicine for peace, when the angel tells them that they that they can have it, what do they do, guys? They get up and they go. They get up and they go there. They're like, I want to see what this peace is all about. Like, I got to see, like, is this real? They're probably skeptical. They're probably unsure, like many of us. I don't know if this is real, Father. I don't know if God is real. I don't know if Jesus is real. I don't know if peace is real. If we're real, for we're honest, we all have those thoughts. And that's normal because sadness and there are many many things that are trying to steal our peace people in our life are trying to steal our peace life itself has a thousand opportunities to want to steal my peace to take away my peace but but what if i told you but what if i told you that that you can have peace and there is there is a magic pill Everybody looking for the magic pill. Everybody's looking for the one thing to make all of our problems go away. And unfortunately, we don't really want to put a lot of work into it. We, we just want to, you know, pop that pill and bang, all the things go away. Everything dark goes, goes away, which is why we go to things to make us feel better. We go to material things to give us temporary feel-good. We go to drugs. Uh, we go to uh, toxic relationships. Uh, we work many, many hours we just we just want that that even if it's just false peace we'll, we'll do it remember um remember what happened during covid um when everybody was looking for hand sanitizer and what people were doing for hand sanitizer they were literally knocking each other over <laughs> people were knocking each other over because they thought that hand sanitizer was going to actually save them which is what's going to give them peace We all instinctually, we're all seeking for peace. We we all want it. But how many of us are ready and are willing and want to put the work in and put the effort into it? Today, the angel says something. He says, glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest and then on earth peace. So today, if you don't have real true living lasting peace then the angel tells us what the recipe is what is the magic pill glory to God in the highest that means that God has to be the highest in my life he has to be the top he has to be first he has to be number one and then I'll have peace that means that God has to come before my job and all of the money that I'm making? That means that God has to come before even my spouse and my children? Oh no, Father. Nothing will come before my children. Glory to God in the highest. Uh, uh, God has to come before everyone and everything. Otherwise, if not, uh, there's a disorder there. Disorder creates chaos anxiety depression and I can guarantee you all of us look beautiful on the outside just like that nativity scene but on the inside we have anxiety we have depression and there are a thousand enemies trying to steal my peace because guess what guys the reason why is because things are out of order because God has to be first God in the highest. How many of us today are making that time to be at peace with God? You may be thinking to yourself, okay, God, okay, Father, I put God to the highest. You know, I say my Our Fathers and Hail Mary, and, you know, I do the sign of the cross when I pass the church, and, you know, once in a while I go to church on Christmas and Easter. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I go to church on Christmas and Easter. And that's how we say God is the highest? If God is the highest in our lives, my brothers and sisters, we're not going to come to church once a year, twice a year. We're not going to uh, pray one Our Father and a Hail Mary before I go to bed and say, oh, I have a great relationship with God. That, 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 that's not a, a genuine, deep, real, living relationship with God. How do I show God that he's the highest in my life so that I can receive peace? How do I do that in a practical way? Well, let's look at Mary and Joseph. What did they do? They pause in the midst of their chaos and their depression and their sadness. They stop and they worship Jesus. They pause in their life and they're still. They're still. To look at God present before them and they give Jesus everything that's stealing their peace they give it to him in that moment to be with him so guys my brothers and sisters I'm gonna speak to my friends who don't come to church on Sundays right now I've been thinking honestly I have not not stopped thinking about you. If you're one of those people that, that doesn't come to church very often or comes only on holidays, I've been praying and thinking a lot for you. I've been praying a lot for you. And I've been asking Jesus, I've been saying to Jesus, Jesus, what is it going to take for those people to be convinced that the real peace is in you and that if they don't come to you, they'll never have peace? If they don't come... To church and receive you in the Eucharist, they're not gonna have peace. I don't know. I don't know. Because you can lead a horse to water, right? But can you force them to drink it? You can't. We want peace. And peace is found when I'm before Jesus, when I'm still with Him, and when I'm able to give Him everything that's stealing my peace. And then what does he give me in return? When I give Jesus all my stress, all of my anxiety, all of my worries, all of my problems, when I come to church, what does Jesus give me? Gives me peace. And where does peace come from? It comes from right there in that golden box. And it comes not shiny like our Rolex. It comes like a little piece of bread. Little piece of bread. It doesn't look shiny. It doesn't look amazing. It doesn't look crazy. It doesn't look wow. It doesn't look like a big, beautiful house or be- big, beautiful car. Our peace comes in a, in a tiny little piece of bread. Simple. Weak. Jesus comes weak and helpless, just like he did as a little baby. Just as he did as a little baby, weak and helpless. He comes in that qurbana, weak and helpless. Weak and helpless. I learned. Guys, I learned something about the Eucharist from a Muslim. From a Muslim. I learned something about the Eucharist from a Muslim. There's a story about a a Catholic and a Muslim, and they're talking. And this, uh, this Catholic is telling the Muslim, I believe that Jesus is God, and I believe that He makes Himself present in the Eucharist. And this Muslim looked at him, and he said, Huh? Are you sure that's what you believe? He said, Yes, I do. He said, with all due respect, that's what you say you believe. But if you Christians, if you Catholics really truly believed that that's God in the form of a piece of bread, then don't you think that your churches would be completely full 24 hours a day? Don't you think that your chapels that are open 24 hours a day, don't you think that they would be filled with lines of people? So how can you say that you're Catholic and you believe that, but, but you don't actually do it? He's right. He's right. The greatest gift that you can give somebody, the greatest gift that you can give somebody who's in pain is your presence. Is there anything that you can say to somebody who's grieving the loss of somebody that they love? Is there anything that you can say or do for them? Is there anything that you can do for them? Nothing, right? What is the greatest gift that you can give that person? Your presence, just being there with them. Just holding them and telling them you're with them and you love them. Well, guys, Jesus, when we're in pain and when things are stealing our peace, he gives us his presence. That's our present. And the present that we should be giving Jesus in return is our presence. How do I show Jesus I'm present to him? Where is Jesus? He's here. So the greatest gift that we can give to God and God gives back to us is just being present to him. Showing up. Just showing up. No matter how we may feel, no matter what we're going through, no matter how deep and ugly our pain and our trauma is, no matter what it is that's trying to steal my peace, I can come to the chapel. And I can sit there and I can just give it to Jesus. I can come to Mass on Sunday. I can come to Mass any day, really. We have Mass every single day. But do we want it? Are we tired of the, of, 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 those, of the darkness that's stealing my peace? Unfortunately, sometimes people have to hit rock bottom in order to realize who and what they truly want. Today, you're here. You've already st- started to give God, your presence. And God, he wants to give his presence right back to you. So I'm going to lead us in a small meditation, okay? Um, This is different. Um, You may be a little uncomfortable at first, but I'm going to challenge us because God wants to give us something really powerful today. I'm going to ask and I'm going to invite you, if you're really ready to start receiving your peace, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. Everybody close your eyes. Yep. And just put your heads down so that you're not tempted to look at who has a purse and what their purse is and who's here and who's not here and, you know, all that stuff, right? We get distracted. It's okay. Just close your eyes, put your heads down, and I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine yourself walking and you see this dark cave and you bend down to go into this dark cave. And in this dark cave, You see a small little light, a little light. And then as you get closer to this light, you see a baby, a tiny little baby, crying. And you look, and you realize, wow, this is Jesus. This is God. God is here. Now as you realize that this is Jesus I want you to you'll you'll see to your left and to your right you'll see Mary and Joseph there And Mary and Joseph look at you and they smile at you And as you're doing this then I want you to imagine whatever is stealing your peace right now It could be grief it could be your job it could be your marriage it could be your children it could be your anxiety it could be your depression whatever it is that's stealing your peace, I want you to imagine it in the form of a box. And it's a heavy box. It's a heavy, heavy burden. You're carrying that burden. And you're looking at the baby. And Mary and Joseph are looking at you and they're inviting you and they're saying give it to him. Give it to him. And you have a choice. You can either lay that box down that's very heavy or you can hold on to it. You make that choice now to to hand that over. And as you lay it down before the baby Jesus, Mary immediately picks up the baby and she hands you baby Jesus. Jesus. And I want you to imagine yourself holding the baby Jesus. What does it feel like to hold God in your hands? Imagine what is it like to hold God in your hands. Just receive that peace. Close your eyes. Just be there for a moment. Just close your eyes and hold the baby Jesus. Hold that peace. You let go and he gives you he fills you with his presence and he tells you you're my child you're my baby you're my son you're my daughter you hear a voice from heaven saying the way that i love jesus as my son and my daughter the father says you are my daughter you are my son and you receive your peace You may open your eyes. My brothers and sisters, what a powerful experience it is, right? To pray this way. And we can do this. We can have this peace if we come like the shepherds. If we make that effort to come like the shepherds in adoration, the chapels are open, the churches are open 24 hours a day. Let us come, let us adore, let us be in his presence, let us receive his presence, let us give him whatever it is that's stealing our peace, and receive the peace of Jesus with us, God with us, here in the Eucharist, here in the Qurbana. We don't have to imagine, we have the reality. And are we ready to receive that? Are you ready? All right, let's continue this Mass, and let us receive Jesus, God with us. Amen? Amen. Merry Christmas.